I see Aaron's in the room. She was. She's not anymore. She uh, she was actually nude. Behind me, she's got this red light that she uses, and she, you know, gets topless in front of it, and the red light's supposed to, I don't know, do some shit to you. And uh, that's what she was just doing. That I sounds like I've taken, complete L.A. bullshit. I've taken many, many pictures of her with her boobies out in the red light. Joe says that Aaron's so right ba- here. So basically, that that's re- like she's working. Hold on. It's like she's working in Amsterdam. She, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> she is like, I just, I just smoke a joint and pretend I'm walking into the red light district. <laughs> Um, he thinks your red light is L.A. bullshit. That's what he says. This is what we're just talking about. I know. Yeah, Joe is skeptical of everything, although he does believe in QAnon. So no I don't even red know light, what that is. He, what is QAnon? I've heard that reference. I don't even know what that yeah, is. That's what the that's what the entire sort of administration has been saying as well. So it's, it's, it's a narrative from your people. My people. My people. <laughs> I'm just all team Gilfoyle after last night's speech at the uh, RS. Oh, my God. Yeah. So just to be clear, I just want to be clear on this podcast. We don't get political, but I will say that I am an independent. I cannot be with one party or the other. It makes absolutely no sense to me. I consider myself an independent thinker. You know, I go, I'm all over the place, right? But I will say that that Gilfoyle speech is one for the ages. That was completely insane. What person saw the rehearsal of that and said, oh my Go God, with that. you just fucking, you, you killed crushed it. it. Killed it. Guilfoyle, you just killed it. That's the person that, that needs to be, you know, fired. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I don't. The approval again, person. I, I don't want to get into politics, but uh, I'll get into the politics. That's of- not political. That's it's just no. That's it's just, just the delivery. Of, right, it's the delivery it's, of a speech. Yeah, it could be from anyone. I mean, holy crap! I mean, that was on another level. It was. Yeah. <laughs> it, was insane. <laughs> it was like playing to a crowd that wasn't there. Right. Yeah, that was the other weird part. Is it's in an empty no room. Reason. Yeah, there was no reason to get animated to feel the the energy of the crowd that's going to allow you to sort of, you know, climax and fucking nail it at the end. You have none of that. It's just an empty room with an echo. And you're like, holy Jesus. Yeah. But, hey. Anyway, um, uh, but we were talking uh, about your wife, your beautiful wife, Erin. And uh, last week I asked you yeah. about uh, when's the last time you had seen the movie uh indecent proposal oh yes because it's yes. been on uh, the I, last i would say i i came across i've come across it twice just flipping channels over the last two weeks and i actually yeah watched i came across it when there was probably an hour and 10 minutes left the other night and i watched it mm-hmm. and i was it's a great movie it is a great movie and i remember seeing it at the time being a bit unnerved and now as an older man married for the second time and feeling like I have my life partner and all this other stuff. I watched, I watched it. I was like, God, this is so disturbing on so many different levels. So well acted, so believable. So <laughs> I, yeah. But the, 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 the thing is with you is, is you went from the Woody Harrelson character and now you're the Robert Redford <laughs> character. So right. Right. This is what's good. You're, you're transitioning, you know, from age into the Robert Redford character. That's true. <laughs> That's true. How much would it take you? Would you would you would you let Michelle 
go be with a man for one evening for a certain amount of money? No. I would. You'd let Michelle? You'd let yeah, Michelle. Yeah, let Michelle. Yeah, I love yeah. Michelle. But would you no, let I, your I, wife, Erin, who's in the room now, yes. you would let her She's go be right with somebody for X number of yes. millions? I think in the, in the movie, it was just a million dollars. I'm saying just it because just it would take but, way more than right. that to even be in the in the conversation with me. Well, that was, I think, early 90s, maybe. So inflation, I mean, I don't know what you're looking at these days, but I, I, would, I would do it. I mean, because I, I trust that Erin wouldn't fall in love with this man you know, like she did in the movie. I I know that Aaron would be in it for the money herself. Huh? No. She's like, is it Josh Dumel? I'm like, no. Yeah. Okay. Let's uh, put a face to this money. Even if it was Josh Dumel, if it was a t- if it's for ten million dollars, let's just say you wouldn't let Michelle go be with the man and he can have his way with her and no. you know they can do whatever it is that they're going to do. You wouldn't not. do that for no. 10 million. Now, does that mean in your mind that I'm less secure in my relationship than you are? Yes, exactly. Yes. I, to me, yeah, that means what, that you're more worried what about are you worried money. About? You're more worried about money and you're there. You're putting a dollar figure on your relationship with your wife to then no. allow another man to do things to her that you would not otherwise allow. Yes, she just said she's always coming back to me. She's right here. This is the thing. I know that she might go have fun and do whatever she's going to do. Fun. But she's We're always. We're not talking about like going well, to she... the. Like ride bumper cars for the night. Define fun? Yeah. Define fun. That's bullshit. You can't go. Hey, we're going to have fun. We're going to play Donkey Kong, and then we're gonna uh, we're gonna no, ride skateboards. No, no. Look, then- look, 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 look. The, the, here's the point. Okay, the point is, is that. I trust that Aaron wouldn't fall in love with this person and leave me. It would be purely physical. And after 24 hours, she comes back to me with the kids. I have five million in my bank, and boom, we're good. Hold on, she wants to say something. This is a, like a really fun theory to talk about, babe. But you still can't handle guys that I was with 20 years ago before you. Thank you. For like one date that I didn't even have sex with. You still get angry. Thank you. I know. I know. Thank you. I love you, Aaron. That's There's some honesty. I don't get, no, 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 no. I don't get angry. I don't get angry. It's like in fun. You know, I get sort of faux jealous. It's part of a game oh, I play. Oh, is she aware of that? I, I just think that. It, it would be stupid. It would be foolish not to go take take that take the cash. You wouldn't you feel I mean? cheapened somehow. Your relationship wouldn't feel cheapened that as you then took that five million dollars no. and spent it. By the way, no, she'd have to be in on it. Obviously, I mean, it's, I'm not going to be trafficking my wife. She'd have to be like, I'm good with it. Like, let's go. I will do this. I will get on a plane she or get a to helicopter see him? and fly to some island. Does she get to see him prior to the the? exchange of money for person she can if she wants yes it's her decision it's 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 her decision he said does she get to do you get to see the person before the transaction i don't think it matters hold on hold on hold on let let me just put her on for a second come here i mean it depends on the guy (laughs) on who the guy is yes okay so we got action. Here. On who the guy is. We and, got and action. And how much money? Five million dollars. Five? Now you're lowering it? I was in for 10. Well, five million. No, no, five no. Million no. No way. You, five mil? You, 
10, yes. You're just trying to sound cool now I'm or something. I'm not. You know, I'm not. Fu- you just lowered it. You said 10. Uh, we were at five, 10. And then you're like, for five. For five well, the guy's dollars. negotiating. He's not just going to, he's not going to negotiate against himself. He, for five million one night with some. Stuff. Five million is going to 100% depend on who it is. 10 million, it's it could be, be like, the Elephant Man what part two. What about, what if it was Joe? Oh. Well, it would take her a little while to raise the money, but she'd still pay. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Good answer. Oh, God. She's a liar. She's not a okay. liar. And you'd just be excited because then Bodie and Wilder would get that new bike they've been wanting. I know, but by the way, Michelle would for sure do it for like half a million. <laughs> I mean, let's talk about your wife. She's ready to go. She would she would probably enjoy, you know, something like that. Well, if that were the case, I have to say this. If that were the case, if she was like running out of the door <laughs> to this date. Well, <laughs> if she was running out of the door and was like, I don't care what they're paying. Hell yeah. Well, then, yeah. OK, let's do it for five million dollars yeah. in night night. Goodbye. Then I got nothing. Yeah, we got you nothing. Would- I w- then you wouldn't care. I think she would Everyone fight has it. a price. Everyone has no. a price. What about a hundred hundred million dollars for Michelle to be to go one night? Hundred million. Yeah. I mean, is the point not the same? You're still saying no though? Uh, yeah. I yes. Oh wow. Okay. Okay. You're okay. That's fine. Let's move on. I, I can't knock you off this. You're just deeply insecure, and that's totally well, how fine. does that make me insecure? That's that's because, where your mind you know, goes. That's that's a window into no, your soul. Because you couldn't handle you couldn't handle the fact that another wiener had been inside of her and that she had been with a man and is now coming back to you and you you, you just you couldn't deal with that part of it, right? Mm-hmm. No, yeah. I would always wonder as as I assume at the end of indecent proposal, she has been with Robert Redford for X number of weeks or months it's kind of unclear and then she meets woody harrelson she leaves <laughs> meets him and the movie ends with her like reaching across a bench out on a dock and uh yeah. and then you're left to believe that she just goes back to him and they fall back in love but i would yeah. i would submit that in indecent proposal part two starring the same people yeah. he would worry yeah. and be pissed the rest of his life that a why'd you leave me for that fucking long and b do you still have feelings for Robert Redford, the swarthy man who has a hundred million dollar home? You wouldn't uh, you wouldn't wonder that the rest of your the rest of your marriage. What would you tell your kids? If what would you do with your kids? Fact, what would you do with your kids during the night that your wife is? I'd out say with- mommy's uh, mommy's at a sleepover. <laughs> <laughs> well, mommy's at a sleepover, and guess what? You guys, when she gets back, we're going to get so many cool things. <laughs> you materialistic son of a bitch. You're terrible. <clears throat> hey, no, I'm not. I'm just trying. I'm realistic. Everyone has a price. You know, what, what if it was me? What if Michelle, what if it was she was going to be with me, your friend? Even you know, worse. So you know that we can talk about it. Oh, it's worse. Okay. It's way worse. Is that what you're angling for? It's way worse because we see each other and then I would no. I know. But it would be great. It would be great fodder for the podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah, it'd be great. So I'll I will sacrifice the sanctity of my marriage uh for the podcast. This doesn't pay enough mm-hmm. for that. 
I mean, okay, no, if we're I, talking about five or ten million dollars or a hundred million dollars, that's not podcast money. Yeah. No. No. No, that's like Joe Rogan. If we can figure out a Joe Rogan uh method of payment, then we'll, we'll talk about it. Maybe if we well, if we maybe if we created an indecent proposal podcast where that's the concept, you know, where we have couples who go do this and then we bring them on to share their experiences, maybe we could blow that up, you know? Yeah. Maybe that could be something else. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get on that. Okay. Let's get on we'll that. Get That's on an that. offshoot of daddy issues. Yeah. Yeah. And Margot and Matthew <laughs> and Josh and yeah, all of our friends at Cloud it. 10. They'll love, they'll love it. I mean, I would listen to that. I would too. First of all, um, just, to, just to finish, close that chapter. Yeah. Yeah. If we do the thing with you, who's coming up with the money? Because you're sure as fuck not. Yeah, no, I know. We we'd we'd have to we'd have to raise raise it somehow. We have to raise the we, money we raise, or get a loan. We could raise the money. Yeah, we'll get a loan. We'll go to US Bank. Our sponsor. We, we sponsor it by uh drink like works Trojan in, uh, Tro- <laughs> <laughs> No, we could have drink works, you know, put up the money. Yeah, okay. You know good. Some athletic, athletic greens works and you know. <laughs> hey, when I was with Joe's wife. I've never had that kind of energy. <laughs> exactly. I woke up in the morning and I had my athletic grades and I could go all day, <laughs> if you know what I mean. Oh, my God. Uh, would you yeah. drop Aaron off at the guy's house or would you have a meeting place, like in a park? No, no. I. Yeah, I don't want to drive her Do you want to see the guy? Like would you want to ever see the guy? Ooh, that's a good question. Yeah, I think I'd have to, you know. I mean, it's funny because... Um, in, in in my relationship with Aaron and even my other girlfriends that I've had, but especially Aaron, I want nothing left up to the imagination. So when we when we got together, I had to know everything. I had to know every dude she was with. I asked about their dicks. I asked about sort of what they did, how far they went. You know, I I can't I can't leave anything up to the imagination for me. Uh, it's too crazy. So. You know, I think a lot of people listening to this will probably say, oh, well, I guarantee she's not telling you a few things. I don't think that's the case. I think I've got everything out of oh, her. Oh, it's funny because point. your co-host was thinking, I don't think she's telling him a few things. Yeah, exactly. But but she You think she she's is, got I, nothing you know, left sure. in the tank if you no, shot no, her nothing. full of sodium pentothal yes, and hooked her nothing, up to a lie detector nothing. and you said, you know, everything you yeah. told me about Racer X yeah. was true. Yeah. Yeah, There's yeah, nothing yeah. more there. You'd, I really believe that she's got nothing left. There's in another tank. show. There's another show. Yeah. Hook our wives think, up you to lie detectors. About, <laughs> oh my God, that would be amazing. <laughs> but you don't think, do you, do you care about the men that Michelle has been with? Have you asked I'm not, her I'm about not obsessed the multiple? Yeah. You're not, you're not. So, so there are men who you don't know for sure. Right. I mean, I, she has told me that she's, now, after the revelation of of one more on the list, I would say about a year ago, mm-hmm. that she's on empty with secrets. So okay, I don't know. I, and, but, I think but, but I, I believe her. I don't but, know why she at this point. <laughs> I know way too much. I don't know why right. you would, uh, you know. Yeah, why you would? Yeah, exactly. Hold like, anything back? What, 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 who cares? At this you point? know. Unless it's something really devious or dark or something that it's like, you know, a skeleton that is never going to be talked about, you know? That's true. I mean, there's there's always that. 
in, but I, I honestly don't think Aaron has those. That doesn't seem like the kind of girl she is, unless after twenty years I've, you know, I don't know her. But you know, I think I think you're probably right, Michelle. I think Michelle was for sure more promiscuous than Aaron, though. You're what are you basing that on? Her personality. Mm. <laughs> I can't wait for her to hear this one. <laughs> I cannot wait for her to hear this one. Do you do you know how many men she's slept with? Yeah, I think. I mean, I I don't know is it a, if you say is, is it is it six? over under ten? Uh, I would say it's it's in that ballpark. I would probably I would bet the over. <laughs> you would, <laughs> yeah. Is Aaron over under ten? Under, as far as under. you as far as you know. Plus, as far as I know, plus the indecent yeah. proposal guy. Yeah, but see, then there's sex, but then there's the other stuff. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, oh, I only slept with seven guys, right? But how many BJs did you give during your time? You know what I mean? Like, that to me is almost... So you're a... Je- I am a I jealous guy. I don't... There's certain things I want to know, and there's yeah. certain things I don't... I feel like you're kind of a closet jealous guy, too. Oh, God, dude. Yeah, yeah. You In act the beginning like of you're my tough. Relation- you act like you don't care. In the- uh, no, I've never, I've never pretended to be not jealous. When I was in the beginning of our relationship, in, you know, I, I was a maniac. You know, just so insecure, and ah, I hate it. Ah, it made me crazy. Right, but that's just, your I'm own so stuff. That was I'm your own visual. stuff coming out, right? For sure. But I'm also very visual, so I picture everything, like everything. I'm, I'm, I can envision it, and and that's what makes me fucking go crazy. Right. You know, right. I still do. But, you know, I'll have I'll have bad dreams about Aaron and wake up in the morning and look over and like fucking hate her. I know. You know, because how does that work? You know, but Michelle does that to me. I'm like, how are you mad at me for what your mind conjured up while you slept last night? What did I do? I was over here sleeping and probably farting when I relaxed. Nothing. Yeah, yeah, nothing. But, you know, uh, but I, I actually... I will confess that it, it it makes me kind of horny. You know, I like when I have the bad dream or whatever, I look at her and I'm like, God damn it, how could you do this? And then I get sort of animally and a bit kind of So you horny. got you got like, a little gonna, you got a, I'm gonna you got a little bit of fall yeah, well. Like, There's a little you. bit of fall well in there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, exactly. I have a little fall well. Uh-huh. The pool boy. Could it be any more like oh my god any more on it's the perfect. nose like it, this is it's the pool it's, boy it's perfect yeah the pool boy uh-huh it's perfect you know yeah i get a little fall well and and then i'm like i just need to take you right now i got it yeah i i get a little nuts. I'm just gonna bang that dream right out <laughs> right out of your <laughs> mind right. um i thought of something the other day because my kids who are two they only allow me to clip their nails. Mm-hmm. I don't, Michelle won't do it. She's too scared. And when mm-hmm. you clip your children's nails, and I did this with Trudy and Natalie, mm-hmm. I was I was the nail clipper in that mm-hmm. scenario too. It, God, it there's it's like your role. It is. I'm I'm a I'm a nail tech for my kids. Yeah. And what I see is an inordinate amount of trust that's being given to me by like Mm -hmm. if I've had maybe five manicures in my lifetime, maybe less, Mm -hmm. but you're really trusting that person to not just Mm -hmm. really 
hurt you. You know, there's nothing more. Oh, especially baby, especially baby nails. You uh, know, because they're so soft. They're so soft, and then the skin under. I mean, it takes some. Yeah. It takes some skill, and when you get some yeah. skin in there. <sighs> there is nothing yeah. more it's uh, like i violated i violated my kid's yeah. trust and he's looking at me like oh yeah what did you do i've abandoned my son <laughs> i've abandoned i've abandoned my boy <laughs> i've abandoned my boy you did what i've abandoned my boy <laughs> i've abandoned my boy <laughs> <laughs> that's my favorite oh my God, Hudson person. we used to go off on that at, at, at the golf and play i think we were at the golf tournament we were <laughs> we were either doing that or we were singing uh we were singing uh oh, kids God. from bye uh, bye birdie what's about these kids today <laughs> kids i don't know what's wrong with these kids today well, kids today why can't they be, be like, like we, we were, were perfect in every way perfect in every way what? what's the matter kids, with today? kids today yeah i can't hit that note right yeah that that's probably uh yeah, that's a foreshadow of what uh, what we're doing right now with this podcast. What do you think? <laughs> um, did you actually clip your kid's skin? Yes, and did I that got Wyatt's. Yeah, oh, and he will God. never trust me again. He looked at me like, nah, of course you not. son of a bitch. How could mm-hmm. you let mommy go on an indecent proposal date with that man? <laughs> yeah, he was like, you son Now's of a bitch. Now's the time to do it. I wanted that skin under my nail, but hey. Sometimes you just gotta oh, I know. suck it up and be tough. Yeah. Yeah. I'd like to talk about my Lakers real quick because Are they good or bad? I just love them. They're good, man. Up three one. Fucking rolled the Blazers last night. Mm. I'm very happy about it. One more game moving on. Man. You know, it was Mamba Day, eight twenty four. Nice. Yesterday. Yeah, okay. Yep. So it was a nice day for me. And 823, uh, the day before yesterday, was Wilder's birthday. No. My oldest. And that was Kobe's birthday as well. But uh, yeah, Wilder's birthday was 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 cool. What'd he's a teenager, do? man. He's 13. 13 years old. What'd I you can't do? I believe he's a teenager. We had a sleepover and his a couple of his friends came over and we slept here. And then we went to Crown Mountain, which is a dirt bike Sorry, mountain bike sort of jump track and hung out there and had dinner and you know I got my little teenager. God. And now they're doing remote learning, which is a pain in the ass. He's know, so cool. He's such a good kid. He they they just he's a great kid. Your kids are awesome. You know, and I'm, uh, I'm proud, proud of, of that. I'm proud you of should that be. Dude. You should be proud. I'm proud of you as a dad, and you know you're you're totally invested, and you can see it coming back out because they're good fun interested and interesting kids yeah thank you man i love i love that dude he's just my sensitive guy you know what i mean just like dad uh, just like daddy yeah but he he is he's he's got that um you know that sensitivity that a lot of firstborns seem to have and i think it's because we just coddle the shit out of them you know it's our first kid and we do everything for them and now you know they're oh hey Hello. Jimmy. Hey, how you doing, man? How are hey, you, brother? Hey, Jim. How are you, man? Good, good, good. Thank you. Thanks for having me. Ah, uh, we. Thanks for being on. So man. Oliver I was and talking I... about my kid's birthday. Yeah. My kid's birthday was uh, two days ago. I hear your kid, <laughs> and he's thirteen. Just turned. 
he just turned 13. He's he's a fucking teenager now, and it's it's just crazy. I can't even believe it. You know, it's on another level weird. It just happens very quickly. Your your boy, you know? what Jim is? Uh, he's seven. Eight. Yeah, about to be eight. Oh, uh, yeah, he's gonna be eight in December. He just he just started the second grade today. So remotely. Uh, remotely they they had an assembly they they all have to get in their school uniform though they all sit in front of the computer with their school uniform and because like last last year's school when the pandemic broke out too many of the kids were in pajamas including my kids so so they've tried to make it a bit more official (laughs) tell me tell me smart enough just just to do the top i mean yeah 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 yeah, no he's just wearing sweatpants down at the bottom no he's only he's only he's only wearing Mm -hmm. the he's only wearing the top Well, I I think that's probably a good that's a good idea though, you know, because again, with this remote learning thing, it's there's there can be just so much unruly shit that goes on. You know, they can turn their cameras off though. My oldest kid can turn his camera off and just screw around if he wants to. So I have to sort of keep an eye on him with all that. Yeah, I I don't know if they're getting the work done. I don't, I don't know if the kids. It's it's going to be a good scientific experiment if homeschooling actually beats being taught in a school in a class. You know what I mean? Because I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. If, I don't know if my kid's getting any smarter during all this. <laughs> <laughs> and he and he doesn't, he doesn't he doesn't seem to be bothered whether he goes to school or not. He seems to be fine with it. Uh, well, I Oliver and I are so excited to have you on. I I flipped on your Netflix. Uh, special and I laughed from beginning to the end and I feel like you're talking directly to me. I, I know it's you know it doesn't matter what comedian or performer almost that we have on. You're all dealing with the same thing, especially comedians. But when you take things on head on, I as a 51 year old guy with kids that are 24 and 21 and now two year old twins with wife number two. Right. Yes, that facial expression <laughs> is appropriate. I, yeah. uh, I, I just <laughs> the way you talk about really kids that are in my daughter's demographic uh, is, is just amazing. I'm, I'm so I, I want to send that to everybody I know that special because I feel like which it talks, which which special did you watch? Is it, the is, la- it, the la- is it intolerant? Oh, intolerant! But intolerant was just a big story about about uh, being lactose intolerant. Did I talk about kids in that? Oh, I might have. I don't know. Yeah, you talked about the the next generation of kids doing selfies and ah, yes, yes. If yes, you're yes, doing yes. more than you know three selfies a week, you should just end <laughs> it. And yeah. you know, you look at a selfie and think someone else might want to see this. I mean, I see my daughters doing that all the time, and I'm like, who gives a flying fuck about this selfie? It's the same as the other 9,000 selfies. So it's that and just the political correctness that we're all kind of standard, impossible standard, we're all held to that I just, and I I do sports for a living on TV. I'm always worried about what's coming out of my mouth in a live situation to 100 million people. It's it's a treacherous tightrope walk every time the, the camera turns on. I, I used to get in so much trouble on radio, and now podcasting's where it's at because you just say something stupid, and then you go, "Oh, just take that out." Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, 
your your history though, and I'm I'm not trying to hog this thing, but uh, can you just talk for a minute about your your classically trained voice and and where you were when, uh, when you found out about the nodules or no? Yeah, that that was I I went to university. I was like as eighteen or something like that, and I got a scholarship at a performing arts university, and I I, I could sing a little bit, and so it, when I when I was in between university, my summer job was singing for the Australian Opera and the chorus. And so, I, you know, but it's the, it's the Australian Opera, you know. It's not like it's Italy or anything like that. You've got to remember there's only about 100 of us. Someone had to do the job. Anyway, so, I, I, uh, so I, I used to do that and then I got nodules and I, I – uh, wasn't allowed to talk for months. I think now with the surgery, you can, I think I probably have some more now, but with the surgery now, you, you can talk like in a week or a couple of days or something like that. It's like right away. And they do it, do it with lasers. Then they used to put a scalpel down your throat and just chip them off, you know? And so, so I couldn't talk for months and I watched a lot of stand up comedy. And I remember deciding after that, I, one of the first things I said was, I think I'll be a stand-up comedian because I didn't want a, a job outside of entertainment. So, you know, I, I've, I, as a broadcaster, I, so I've had a paralyzed vocal cord. I went in for hair transplant surgery. I've done that. I've they done put, that. They put the the tube down. I, I did the first six of them awake, which is basically torture. Yeah, it's hell. Yep, it's hell. And then the next two I did under general anesthetic, when they put the tube down my throat, they damage the nerve that fires my left vocal cord. And I came out of it and I talked like this and I, I thought my career was over. So I, I guess I was leading to, if, if that was going to be your thing, once you get nodules on your vocal cords, are you thinking, okay, now, now what the hell am I going to do with my yeah, life? I, 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 yeah, look, you, you know, you can end up talking like Doc Rivers, right? You know, like I, I, I went uh, to the same doctor, by the way. <laughs> Is, is that what happened to Doc Rivers? Yeah. Well, he no, he's been trying to get fixed. But yeah, Doc Rivers, the same doctor as Adele, Steven Tyler, Roger Daltrey, all these different people have been to see him. And he's kind of a, a Wizard of Oz kind of guy. But but at the same time, you don't if if you've got a paralyzed vocal cord, it doesn't start firing again. I, my career as a sports announcer is done. So oh, I I I still I've had nodules twice, and I still lose my voice on the regular, and I. I just sort of, I sort of learned to accept it now, you know, with the stand up. And I, I yell on stage, that type of stuff. I drink a lot of water during the day and all that type of stuff. But, but yeah, I, my my vocal cords are weak as piss. They're hopeless, hopeless things. I, I, and they, I, I look, I can blame yelling and I can blame singing, but I really know what happened to them. Uh, cigarettes and drugs is what I did. From. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I can, I can, I can. I can sit here and lie to you and go, it's because, you know, I, I work so hard. No, it's because I'm irresponsible. <laughs> <laughs> when, when you... Wait, wait, wait. wait. Do you, you guys so have the same, you guys how, have how the the same surgery? No, no, I did it, I did it once. And I, went to, I, I, I don't have enough hair at the back, you see, to keep doing it, right? And I think this is what I think. Mm -hmm. I, I don't want to get political, but I think I figured out Trump's hairdo everyone thinks he has a comb over he doesn't right. have a comb over he has a comb backwards because they take the hair out of the back and he's right. had so many hair transplants that he's grown these bits on the side down to like his nipples and he swishes them around yeah. so it looks like a duck's ass <laughs> at the back no i've so, got the same thing 
That's what he's having a comb over on the on the transplant area, the scarred up tissue at the back of his head. And right. because he's moved that hair to the top, that hair on the top's still there and the other one's hidden. That's yeah, the only part. That's a great, but for somebody like you and somebody like me, when you see anybody on television, yeah. do your eyes go right to their hairline? Yeah, I well, I didn't change my hairline. I still kept the widow's peak, but you it's it's when I people people when they meet me in real life, I'm a lot more bolder than I am on TV. And the, I get uh, I get the fibers pump, pumped in, you know, oh. like the hair, the, the nanogen or the all yeah. that type of stuff pumped in. <laughs> yeah, what you, I'm thinking about getting like tattooed on my scalp. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they they shake they shake. I, I, got, I got yeah, I've still got an island here. I got a bit there. Yeah. It's no good. Mm-hmm. This bit's all right, but I don't yeah. think I'll do that. I think I think I'm at the stage now where. I just – when I hit 50, I'm just going to call it a day and just go – I might go Marlon Brando and everybody. Like, I've, I've gotten fat during COVID, and it, it hasn't bothered me that much. I think I can just do bald mm. and fat and just let it go, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like women – it's not like women ever liked me for my looks to begin with. It's not like that was – I'll still be funny, right? You know, so yeah. I'll, just, I'll just go for it. That's a bit well. <laughs> Perfect. I, I just I that again. I mean, you talk about a lot of that stuff. You said uh, it, one of the other things, and I'm not going to fanboy you the whole time about your your special, but I've already passed it around to about ten different friends of mine. Like you've got to watch this. And when you talked about, uh, you know, hey, look, I'm kind of programmed to be fat, but I'm not because of all you assholes online that fat shame me and and just make your shitty comments about my weight. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm the same way. I'm the same. I'm, I'm programmed. If I ate like I wanted to eat, I'd weigh 311. And, and you know, I just have to yeah, try. Yeah, but, do you, do you, but do you take that but, but do you take that to heart, though? I mean, is that real? I mean, do you, would you, do you actually, you know, care about what people think? Well, I, 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 I'm 219 at the moment. My TV weight's two, 200, like 199, 200. So mm-hmm. I, I'm 20 pounds over TV weight at the moment. And I can get – I can – Lose 20 pounds, and this just sounds really irresponsible, in under three weeks. And so I always say to them, I just go, mm. give me three weeks and I'll be ready in time. And then I just then I just starve myself and I wheel myself out on screen and then I reward myself by, by eating fucking shit food, right? Yeah. So that's like, it's a terrible <laughs> mindset to go, if I lose this weight, I'm going to go have a milkshake or I'm going to go eat a Philly cheesesteak sandwich or something like that. And mm-hmm. so, so I have a terrible relationship with food, but you know, I, I come from a long line of fat people. I, I'm, I'm generational fat people, my family. So I'm actually, mm-hmm. I'm actually mm-hmm. from, from, from my family genetics. I'm what you call a supermodel. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But it's so funny. It's so funny because it's just with comedians, it seems like there's this dichotomy. There's this juxtaposition of not giving a fuck about what people think, but at the same time, caring deeply about what people think. And like, how do you live in that space? You know what I mean? Like there's vanity, but it's like, oh, fuck you, you know? Yeah, but comedians are deeply insecure people, deeply insecure people. Anybody whose occupation is... Uh, please like me, because that's all laughter is. Like me, like me, like me. That's all we're doing on stage is beg- mm-hmm. begging for a crowd of people to like us. And so if they're not in, and, and, and then we're a bunch of people who are like, whenever we're asked in interviews, we're like, I don't give a fuck. We all give a fuck. We're, we're, <laughs> we're, we're, the, we're, the, most, we're the most fragile entertainers there are. 
yeah, mm-hmm. and and as you True. as you, I mean, you go into a lot of that in this special, and I'll I'll stop talking about that. But I I I feel like if you were in that nodule space, and then you came out of it, you said, I think I'm going to be a comedian. I assume that means you were always funny. Uh, uh, I I wanted to be a comedian from the time that I was about 13, 14. I actually, I actually did two open mic spots when I was 17. They didn't go very well. And then I called it a day and didn't do it again because they didn't go well. You know, what, what I expected, how I expected them to go at 17, I don't know. But, but, and then, and then when I got the scholarship to go to university, I was like, well, this sounds like an actual occupation and a thing that the government's paying for me to do. And this is, my parents were a lot happier with that than me being, you know, comedy clubs in Australia back in the late 90s were, you know, just filled with cigarette smoke. And I'm sure it's the same here in America, but it was, it wasn't a great environment to be going out to every night. It was pretty dodgy, you know. And so, so my, mm-hmm. even when I became a comic, my parents never thought there'd be any money in it or that I would succeed in any way. Like, you got to understand, my mother never laughed at me once. So she never, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so when you go to a, so when you go to a person, I, I want to make people laugh for a living and they've never laughed at you. It's very confusing for them. <laughs> <laughs> What about your dad? Was your dad supportive of it? Oh, uh, my! He laugh at yeah, you? my my dad's a funny guy. He always enjoyed it a lot more than, you know. In the early days, my dad used to come to loads and loads of my gigs, and even recently, just before COVID broke out, my dad came out. My mother passed away. My father came out for a few months and just toured with me everywhere. And yeah, I I think he really enjoys it. Yeah, he br- he brings his friends along and everything to when I do shows in Sydney. So. Hmm. Yeah, and he he doesn't mind if I take the piss out of him on stage. It doesn't bother him in the slightest. I can say anything. I can make up shit about him, and he doesn't give us stuff. Yeah, I was He's, gonna say. I feel like you kind of can slough some thoughts off on your dad and make him the bad guy. Yeah, when yeah, you're yeah. the one. Real, I mean, you're writing it, so I mean, it's kind of coming out of your head. <laughs> well, it's yeah, it's 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 some of it's a, a little exaggerated, yeah, but it all comes from a place of truth. But then there's exaggeration that goes on. But my dad gets called in the last special. He gets he get, my dad gets called a homophobe and a bigot and all these type of things, and he just thinks it's a bit of fun. Oh my god, he doesn't care at all. <laughs> did you have a Did you have a good relationship with your dad growing up as a kid? Um, I did. You know, my my relationship with my father, and it's sort of the same to this day. Was you know. Uh, we never said we still we still don't say I love you to each other like me and my son say that every day I think that's a generational thing but we 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 still to this day I ring him up and now that my mother's passed we try to have phone conversations and the conversations are always about sport you know it's always about this you know my football team just got promoted into the Premier League I support Fulham and so we talked about that for an hour the other day you know and then we used to talk about rugby league and all that type of stuff and so so that's 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 my fondest memories with my dad as a child is going to see sport, you know, and that's why I think sport's important. It's 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 the mm-hmm. great great equaliser, and there's no real politics involved. Although recently politics have become in, entrenched in sport, but it's something that mm-hmm. whenever I so I lived in I lived in Britain for ten years before I came here, and the first thing I did was I went to a whole lot of Premier League games because I, I didn't know anyone, and I thought the best way to meet people was when you're in a bar and you're watching a football match to sound knowledgeable and to be able to speak in a knowledgeable way. 
That way you can have a conversation with people. And so the first thing I did when I came to America is I went to loads and loads of Dodgers games. And I, I watched that Ken Burns baseball documentary about three wow. or four times so that I knew everything about baseball. Yeah. So I was ready to go. And with this accent, people can, when you talk to them, they can dismiss you very quickly, you know. So I tried to learn a lot about baseball because that was the only sport, the American sport that I really enjoyed. I don't enjoy American football. I don't enjoy ice hockey. And people always say to me about baseball, they go, but it's so slow. It's so slow. And I'm like, I fucking grew up watching cricket, man. I'm like, that's that's a a, a 10-day event. It's a a five-day sport, right? It's a five-day sport. (laughs) Baseball's three to four hours. To me, it's lightning quick. It's too fast-paced for me. It needs to slow down. That's unbelievable. I've I, just picturing you sitting down and actually doing homework in essence to be able to talk to people in a bar by watching Ken Burns special. I do it for a living and I haven't watched all of the Ken Burns baseball special, which is unbelievable, but I mean it is about as tedious as possible. Oh, it's a good documentary that one. It is. A, they're, they're, it, in the first episode they already lie. There's already a lie in it. They 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 go, "It's the only sport where the defensive team is holding the ball, right? And that's not true. Cricket's the same fucking thing. It's just cricket bias. Yeah, <laughs> you, can't, you can't say baseball's the only sport where the defensive team is holding the ball. No, cricket does the same thing. So so they lost me in the first couple of minutes. <laughs> Ken Burns is but a liar. Stuck with, he stuck with it. Who do, you, who do you think of when you do your American accent? Because it's so good. Uh, when I'm doing the, I, 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 when I do the American accent, I'm, um, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it's, it's always like a piss take of like, it's easier for Australians to do American accents because we grew up watching your television. Americans can't do Australian accents because you've watched seen Crocodile Dundee and that's about it, right. you know? And, and so yeah. you can't really mm-hmm. do it. But, uh, you know, like my girlfriend does. Uh, she's British and she does a fantastic Indian accent when she's doing like like acting jobs. I did one acting job where where I just said I'd give it a go and I was terrible. I couldn't do it. I can't. I couldn't do it for an extended amount of time. I was yeah. all right for about thirty <laughs> seconds and then I'd slip up. But I've I've lived here so long now that there's things that I don't know how to pronounce. So zebra or zebra, ze- zebra. I say mm-hmm. I say zebra. But I, some, I, I might right. say zebra every now and again. I'm not sure. I still say tomato. I don't say tomato. You know, there's things yeah. like that. But there's That's ones just that to I, sound smart. Come on. Don't. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this is, this is where you get. This is the problem with this accent. The problem with this accent. I can't. I can't. You, you can't act in it. They don't want you for anything with this accent. They only want. Like, okay, I, can't, mm. I can't. Like, British people can play love interests in romantic comedies. You watch a romantic comedy, there'll be a British person like, oh, I'm sorry, Mary, I've just dropped this. Oh, I'll pick this up for you. Oh, 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 they, 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 Hugh Grant it around, right? right? And they, they dot around. Right, like Love Actually. Yeah, yeah, Love Actually. You can be a romantic interest, right? And then you've got, uh, you can also be a Bond villain. You can, like, be in a chair and go, ah, oh, Mr. Bond, I was expecting you. Like that, right? But my my accent, I can't be in a romantic comedy. I can't go, oh, good, I love you. You look nice. Oh, yeah, I'd like to meet you. And, and I can't go, oh, Bond, you cunt. Come over here, you fucking idiot. I can't I can't be a Bond villain either. All I can all I can be, all I can be is an Australian bloke. And if they put you in a movie with this accent, for some, every other accent they don't have to explain. But then but my accent, if you're in a movie, they have to write a bit of dialogue where they go, 
where they go, oh, well, you know him, he's Australian, he came over here, blah, 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 and they make some background story where a British person, they can just live in America for no apparent reason. I, I know I know, I didn't answer your question mm-hmm. then, but that's a bit of thing, that's a bit of anger I've been carrying around with me. No, I'm glad you got that out. I don't want you to <laughs> Well, you got, but you got, you got, you got, you got Chris Hemsworth. Right? Yeah, but he doesn't, I mean, he doesn't, he, just, he doesn't, outlier. he doesn't do the Australian accent. Oh, we got loads of actors. Hugh, Hugh Jackman. Yeah, yeah, oh, he just doesn't do the accent. They just Russell Crowe. Russell, right. Russell, Russell doesn't do it. Russell's always doing the American. Nah. And uh, yeah. uh, who else? Like the, the Jackman always does the American. Yeah, I, I, yep. the, the only one, Rebel Wilson still just churns out the Australian accent and just tells them to start, fuck off. She doesn't mind. But you never see, you never, yeah. you never see like Nicole Kidman doing it in American film. We always have to conform. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying, you know, yeah, this is this is the hill yes, I want to. <laughs> it is. <laughs> you got a bone to pick. Yeah, but Hugh Jackman never has to do it. He can always do the American, the British accent. No one ever pulls him up on it. The rest of yeah. us have to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Australians well, get. Yeah, fucked. but he's just he's just yeah he's so yoked it doesn't even matter. Hemsworth you know? just, too. Like who who gives a shit yeah. what Hemsworth says? Yeah, if you just get if you just get cut up, then you could do whatever the hell you want. <laughs> Well, often I've because I've, I've been I've been a drinker and stuff like that. But so many times I'm on stage and I'm completely sober, and people are like, like I went to see his show. They write some review and they go, I "Went to see his show. He was very drunk." And you're like, "I'm just Australian. I, I, I wasn't." <laughs> <laughs> when you start detailing what the uh, I, I don't even know FDA, CDC, whoever, uh, how they define what an alcoholic is, I'm like, "Holy shit." Yeah, 20, I, um, 20 drinks a week. Yeah, less than, I'm, less I'm than, functioning. Less than three drinks oh, yeah. a day makes you an alcoholic. And that's true. The queen has two, three cocktails a day. So that's six standard drinks. And she's 130. Does she really? Yeah, yeah. She said she it. She really has three cocktails a day. Yeah, yeah. In an interview, the, that's the, great. in the afternoon, in the afternoon, she has three cocktails, sits back and has a sip and thinks about all the things she rules over and calls it a day. I'd be sloshed at eighty something yeah. on three of those. Oh my you know. god! Yeah, but I said, "Are I, you, uh, Jim? Are you sober? Are you sober right uh, now?" Are I you, was. Are you, I, I've I've been. Uh, well, it's COVID. I'm not drinking heavily, but I, I don't drink. I don't drink when I yeah. have. I don't drink when I have work, and I don't have work at the moment. So, mm. but but we, we, I'm about to go back to do. I'm about <laughs> to go back to do an NBC show. Hopefully, we. We were doing a multicam show for NBC. We were six days out from shooting before the lockdown happened, and the sets were built. And you know, were you doing a pilot or was it a? It was it was a pilot, but you know, we we had it all cast and everything like that. And I I was I was so excited, and then you know, it shows how how mm-hmm. the human brain works because I'd memorized the script, and that was you know back in February I'd memorized it. And now I went to look at it the other day. I haven't got a word of it now. I have to start all over again. It's oh, like, oh God, you know, you- oh I know. So yeah, so I, uh, I, I, I'm supposed. To, I, I was six days out on April sixth from doing a multicam too for CBS. Right, everything was cast. We were all ready to go, and uh, same shit happened. I'm, I'm still waiting though. They've, they've held me, and I, we're still waiting to shoot the pilot. But you're gonna go back and actually shoot it, huh? Oh you're no, gonna, no, 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 we're, no, we're, no. We're just waiting as well. I, don't, I, I don't, I'm just waiting. You're waiting. Yeah, yeah, I'm just waiting. Yeah, that's what we're in a hold, holding pattern as well. Yeah, but they, I think, I think, I think I've heard that people are shooting other multicam sitcoms and, and. Uh, 
you know, it might not be good to go first because there's there's a lot of protocol and stuff and they're doing it without an audience and, mm-hmm. you know, but look, work's work, man. I just want to get back out there and do stuff. This is the problem. The, the problem with the COVID is I was really getting into it. I was like, this is, you know how people, when they talk about retirement and they go, what would you do? And I, I figured out that I'm really good at doing nothing. I really, I really, me too. Yeah, I, I could do that all day, and it's like, it's like yeah. I, my, I, my mother, when she, bless her, she passed away, but she, she didn't move from about forty to seventy-eight. She just didn't move. She just laid in a chair watching TV, not moving. And I always used to think, man, that was a sad life. She could have done so much more. And now I'm like, eh, maybe she nailed it. Yeah. Maybe she. <laughs> <laughs> she, she she watched everything. Uh, yeah, it was wonderful. Was she was she alive long enough to to see your level of success? Oh no, she only she only passed away a year ago. She oh passed wow. okay. Away. So did did you get the stamp of approval from her? Did you get the nod and the wink and the hug and uh, the kiss? She yeah she she liked it, but she um she she didn't understand why I was never on Australian television. She thought that was the pinnacle of success. Mm, sure. And I was like I was like mum I'm too busy being on American TV. And they're like she's like oh yeah but the shows here are very good. And I so I, you know and I, I, I never did Australian television so I think she was disappointed with that but I I'm sad for her because my mother was a hypochondriac and I really feel bad that she missed out on covid. She would have loved this. <laughs> <laughs> she, this is made she, for her. She would have loved it. Oh, I can't go outside. I can't go outside because of the corona. You never went outside anyway. She'd be walking around the house with a mask. Right. That would have been great drama for her. <laughs> is your dad? Is your dad still in Australia? I mean, and yeah, yeah. I, past, is he? Is I, he, a, he? He came out here for a few months to live with me, and then when the corona was just crack hitting. I said, oh, you better get out of here, you know, because it, it's not going to be better in Australia. So he got on a plane. He, he, he got out sort of late February and, and went back to Australia. And now it's like uh, he plays lawn bowls every day, you know. And so so they, they shut mm-hmm. that down in Australia. So he's a bit upset about that, you know. They got rid of the lawn bowls. But I think they reopened yeah. it recently. So what's what's an equivalent how of long lawn were bowls? They, how, wait, how, long were they, how, long, how long were they together, though? Uh, my brother's... 50 so 50 years yeah whenever 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 she got knocked up with my brother that would be about the timeline i reckon yeah my (laughs) brother's 50 Mm -hmm. god and 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 he and and when when like when your mother passes like that and and he is that uh, god 50 years is there yeah is there relief at any point when when you're alone well i i i I, I don't know i mean how does that that work that was the thing but towards the end i've been talking about i was talking about this on stage before we shut down but but uh, before my mother died, every time my father went to talk, my mother would tell, say, "Shut up, Gary, you're an idiot." Like that, you'd go to say something, and before, and I used to, I used to defend him and go, "Let him fucking talk. Maybe he has something to say. Why won't you let him talk?" Any, yeah. Anyway, my mother was dead about two days before we realized what a vital cog she was in the ecosystem of our family. It turned, it turned out, <laughs> she it was turned right. Out, yeah, it turned out my dad had a lot of opinions that should have been shut down pretty quickly. <laughs> <laughs> and now, and now, now we're just dealing with Gary Unleashed. My dad's just throwing all the ideas out there. He's got some. He's got some far out ones. I tell you. How does uh, Gary Unleashed 
evaluate you as a as a dad yourself? Uh, my dad thinks I'm too much of a lefty. I'm too I'm too much of a hippie uh, with the way I'm bringing him up. I don't smack enough. So, yeah. you know. Cause <laughs> That'll get you arrested these days. I got hit yeah. with a belt, for God's sake. Yeah, yeah. My, my, da- my dad, my parents try to justify their hitting by going, oh, you should hit more, you know, so they can feel good about themselves. Uh, but, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, how do you – do you have one kid, Jim, or do you have two, do you have two I, kids? I have, I have one kid. I plan on – I'll have another one, and then I think I'll call it I'll – yeah. sh- I'll shut down shop after one more. I'll have I'll, – I'll, Do I'll you have, think – That's what I yeah. thought. That's what yeah. I thought. Yeah. <laughs> did you get yeah. Did you get the snip though? I got the snip, and then I got the reversal, and the reversal didn't work, and I thought I was off the hook, and then uh, then they put a out, they put a they syringe just, in your nut, don't they? That's all it is. It, that's the biggest farce of all time. You can have men that are you know at least somewhat healthy. You're always producing sperm. It just the sperm doesn't get out, so they just go in and get it, and then you do IVF. I don't know why I don't. Yeah. I, I, I wish I had the snip years ago, but, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I, 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 I think two's enough. I I can't see myself. And if I don't have another kid by the time I'm 45, I don't think I'll have another one. But uh, look, as you said, Mm. man, you're like, that's what you thought. Life changes, right? It does. And 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 thank God. Hey, thank God. Because I, these two, I've got two girls that are older now, two boys that are younger and they're, I mean, it's a lot. Well, of COVID, course. I mean, look, you never, God, you never awesome. regret a kid. No, you're never going to regret a kid unless I mean, they're one of them. Like ten a kids, serial killer. If you, <laughs> if, if if you have ten, there's got to be one you're regretting. Ten. Yeah. You can't, you can't uh, tell me. The odds tell you <laughs> one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to. If you have ten of them, I mean, you got to go. Oh, that number seven wasn't worthwhile. Ah, <laughs> uh, that little. That, yeah, that guy. <laughs> I have three. And, uh, you know, we were just going to do two, but we had the two boys and then we went for the girl and actually got the girl, you know, but I didn't have to get snipped because my wife had three C-sections. So, you know, they could just go in, in there while she was opened up and tie the tubes off. So I got lucky. Look at you. But I did say to her, I said, I did say, I said, look, I will do this for you. You know, you have three kids. You gave me three children. And if you really want me to do this, I'll do this. But we can easily go in there while, you know, you're opened up with the third kid. We can tie you up because I don't I, that that shit makes me crazy. Well, have like you have you my balls have you eyes. heard that the stat that that uh, uh, um, what's it called vasectomies more than double in the month month of March because men they get left alone on the couch and they can watch March Madness mm. <laughs> and so it, it, it does they double. Because it's it's like you get yeah. you get two weeks off. Your wife leaves you alone. You can probably lie yeah. about it for a third week. Right? Oh, you can milk it easily. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can. It's you can nothing. Lie. That's a good. It takes like two fucking days, and you're fine. Yeah. Well, that's what mm-hmm. I that's what I remember about when my son mm-hmm. was born. When he was a baby, it's like they wanted that skin to skin. You know, when they say skin to skin, so you take your shirt off and you let the baby yeah. lay on, lay on your chest, right? And then the baby would fall asleep because of the skin to skin, right? And I'd always lay on the couch with the with the baby sleeping on my chest, and just women would come over and say what a wonderful man I was. And I was just watching like six or seven hours of TV a day. It was fantastic. <laughs> but all all, 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 my, all my girlfriend's friends would come over and go, "He's wonderful," and I'm just laying there with a baby doing nothing, getting handed food. Fantastic. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's perfect. Yeah, I love I, the skin to I, skin. I, I want to. 
I want to get COVID, but just a little bit so I can isolate by myself and have someone bring me food for two weeks. I, I don't want any symptoms. <laughs> I just want to, I just want to be quarantined by myself. Yeah. I think there's value in that. I keep saying I got <laughs> tested yesterday. I'm like, I hope I, if, if this is it, if this is how I feel, I hope it comes back positive. I mean, at some point you you kind of want to get it and become Superman you, and go wherever you want. You want him to say that you've had it, but you've had it for ten days already. That's right. what you want. You don't yeah. want the oh, you don't want mm-hmm. the this is day right. day one and you've got a bit of a cough and water on your lungs. You don't want that one. Right. You, yeah. you want you want the no symptom jobby. Exactly. Are you worried? Are you worried about getting it at all? Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a, I'm a, yeah, I'm cleaning my hands and wearing the masks and, and, and I'm only having people come over if I know them pretty well and they've been quarantining and stuff like that. But it's a little bit like unsafe sex. You know what I mean? Like, you know, those girls that you met, you're like, I think this one's going to be all right. You right. know what, what I mean? What are you going on? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then, you, and, then you, and then you have this other you have this other mate who you know is an irresponsible bastard. You know what I mean? You're like, this yeah. guy, this oh guy there's no way he's been quarantining properly. There's no way. Oh, profiling. You're profiling. That's there's bullshit. No, yeah, totally there's, profiling. There's, 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 there's like one of my friends and my girlfriend's like, no, nah, he can't come over. We have no proof that he's done anything wrong. But we just right. know he's the yeah. type to have not done hey, a good job. If people who are neighbors can be friends with Jeffrey Dahmer for years and don't yeah. know what's going on in that house, nobody has any idea about what's going on in anybody's house once the door is shut. Well, you know what? I have been profiled by my family as that person. You know, and, and I had to have major talks with them and get into arguments. Like, you guys think that I'm this wild fucking guy who's going out and not giving a shit because I sort of am free-spirited, I guess. But I, I'm, I'm, I'm safe. But at the same time, I'm having to explain to my parents and my sister that, hey, look, I'm, I'm good. And then, of course, the hypocrisy of it all is crazy to me where, you know, they're like, oh, you've been around so-and-so. And then all of a sudden they're with like, you know, four or five other people who I don't know. I'm like, well, how are you? Why, why is this OK yeah, for but, you and when, not for me? When you're trying to make this argument about you being safe, do you have the feather in your hat? Is that is that where? Yeah, <laughs> are you there going? I'm a I'm a sane guy. I'm not wacky. Right. That's a great point, Jim. Well done. I've been looking at that hat for yeah. the last four weeks with the fucking feather in it, and he's changed the feather. Now that's an eagle feather that he's got in there. Prior to that, it was yeah, like a quail or something. I, I yeah, fe- but it, this isn't really who I am. It's just who I want to be. Yeah. You know? Oh no, I've always thought to myself. Well, I want to be more extravagant. I, I, if I had my way, I'd dress like Elton John. I'd go out and do stand up in a in a in a Donald Duck outfit covered in sequins. If I had my way, but society society won't let me. So here I am. Did you have to develop your act, you know, or did you know, or did you just do who you were? Or, uh, or did, you have an, did you have an iteration of you back in the day that you look back on, you're like, holy shit, that was terrible. What happened with me? I, I, you know, I used to do the comedy clubs and I had like a 15 minute set that I used to go around England doing all the time. And then I went to do the Edinburgh Festival and the Edinburgh Festival, you got to do an hour show. And that's sort of where, you know, American comics, there used to be about three or four comics that did specials. And everyone else was trying to get hone their four-minute set for doing Carson or Leno or, or Letterman, right? So everyone was trying to get their mm-hmm. four minutes down, this tight four minutes or five minutes or six minutes. 
that they could do on a late night show. Where I was living in Britain, there was no late night shows to do. And I was trying to stretch my 15 minutes out to an hour. So that's where I, I got this sort of long-winded storytelling type of thing going. And then when I went to Montreal and the American agents and all that saw me, they're like, oh, you should see this bloke. He, he, it takes him 20 minutes to do a joke, and they thought it was refreshing. I, I'm, I, I, I'm the cricket of comedy. I am. <laughs> <laughs> Pack a lunch. He's going to tell a joke. <laughs> but it is amazing to see you. I mean, that is kind of your calling card, isn't it? To, to start yeah. joke, you divert, and then yeah. you're, you're, mm. you're by means, for, uh, for lack of a better word, your transition is is kind of getting best. So what I'm saying, and then you go back to where you were. Yeah, I, I do long stories, and I pepper in little jokes that I've written inside the long stories and make it, I, I try to make it look often like I, I've lost me way or I've forgotten something, and then I come back. It's mm. a, it's It's a trick that, yeah, you know, Billy Connolly used to do that as well. Was was mm-hmm. you know was 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 his sort of tag, you know, and so so yeah, I, I, and you can't. That's why I I would never I wouldn't last. I, I wouldn't go get through the first round. And America's Got Talent because my material just mm-hmm. wouldn't. That well, they, I think they get three minutes or something. They get the time of a song, you know, and so you you're got to be a real good comic at one liners to get through America's Got Talent, you know, and so a guy like me would never get through the first round. Yeah, but there's such an intelligence to that and, and the ability to long form do that. Are you sorry to, to go into your process, but it's probably right. boring. It's boring to you. But are, are you constant? Do you have a notepad that you have with you? Do you have thought? Are you talking no, on your I, phone? What do you do? I go around I've, life. I've I've never written a joke down. I I what I do is I, I have a story and I have an idea and then I, I, I mention it to a few comedian friends and you know, I bother people at parties, telling stories, seeing if people will laugh before I take them on stage. I'm an irritating party guest, you know. But I've never, I've never written anything down because, and I've always prided myself on this that I had a really good memory. But in the last three years, the memory isn't quite what it was. I'm forgetting things, you know. And, and so I've started to put in my phone just keywords of jokes that. I, but other comics write their jokes out in full form, you know. But I, I, um, I, I would just come up with a premise and then I try to do, uh, write it on stage really is the main way to do it. You know, you, you, you see where the funny will be in front of that many people. And for the most part, when you're on stage, the audience already likes you. So that's the, that's the place you're going to get the best response from it to begin with. And, and sometimes you can mention to a friend or something like, I've got this idea about a joke. And then they can go, oh, that's not very good. And then you, you go, I'll give it a go anyway. And it works so much better in front of a crowd than it does one-on-one. So I think one-on-one jokes and crowd jokes are two different things. You know, it's, I think uh, that's why often if you watch a stand-up comedian and then you try to reiterate the jokes to your friends, it, it never comes out right, you know? That was my whole morning today after watching your special. I'm trying to do your act to uh... – Different friends of mine. I'm like, ah, oh, fuck it. Just watch it yourself. I can't. I can't do it. I can't get there. When you're talking about involving your dad in the uh, whatever. I, I won't even go into that. But. Do you see? Do you see that your kid is funny yet at seven? I uh, yeah. No, I I look at I look at my. I've got I've got uh, three nieces and a nephew, right? And they're all. They might listen to this in Australia. Um, and I looked at them the same way an athlete would look at their siblings or th- their children. You know what I mean? Like if mm-hmm. it, like, and I look my son the same way. See, if I was a baseball player and then I, I could see that my son had hand-eye coordination or he could hit a fastball or a curveball or whatever, 
I'd be like, he's got it, right? And mm-hmm. my my right. son my son's got it, right? My son's got it. My son's got the funny gene. And other comedians have come over and I've gone, come and have a look. And they're like, yeah, he's got it. He's got it, right? And I think uh, it's, it's kind of bullshit that you make him walk around on a little stage in a suit. I think that's. <laughs> but but my my I've got my three my nephew and my three nieces, and only one of them have got it. Only one out of the four uh, have got it. The other three haven't picked up the gene, and they're nice kids. They're nice kids, but only one of them has got the funny gene. Does that and, one know? Uh, does that one know? Wait, does do the other ones not know? I've 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 pulled the one that's funny aside, and I've said to. <laughs> And I've said to her, oh, so we, we know it's not the boy. It's one right. of the girls. The boy doesn't have it. The boy doesn't have it. Very, very nice lad, but he doesn't have it, right? And I've, I've said to the girl, I've said, uh, you've got it. You've got it. You're, you've got the funny gene. You've got the funny gene. Yeah, she, okay, it, it, wait, but Jim, I want to know, though. I want to know what what is it. Like when you look at your son and you say, oh, you've got it. What is that? Okay. What is it? So, some kids, some kids, when they make a joke, they'll hear a joke from someone else, or they'll laugh, or they'll, they'll try to repeat something off TV. They'll they'll say, "I'm going to tell a joke," or they'll tell a joke, and if you laugh, they'll look really proud of themselves. If you're truly funny, you'll just say something deadpan, make everyone laugh, and then you'll walk out of the room like nothing has happened. And that's yeah. the difference. And that's yeah. the difference. And you can't teach that. You can't teach that little thing. And my son has a thing where he'll just be. He'll just say something funny and he'll just walk out like nothing happened. So yeah, oh, he's, he's got it. Got it. That I, mic drop situation. Yeah, I don't know if he has it as much as me. You know, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. When Michael Jordan looked at his son, he was like, "That's a fairly good jump shot." Right. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's all right. It's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, do do you consider yourself a good dad? I, I think I'm good at being a dad. Yeah, I think I'm good. I, I do, you know, there's things that I, I wish I did more. Like I, I didn't read to him enough when he was young, maybe. I didn't do enough of that, mate. I, I don't know, but I, I he's definitely loved and he's definitely disciplined the right amount. And he's, and, and you know, the proofs of the pudding, he's a, he's a good kid. He's got a nice heart, a good soul. And, you know, so I must be doing something wrong. I, I know this much, and this probably speaks to if I'm good at it or not. I love being a dad. You know, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you could be a good dad if you know, I, I have a friend who's a dad and he doesn't particularly enjoy being a dad. He's he's just a dad and he's like he finds it a struggle. I I, I enjoy it. So so that must mm-hmm. mean that I'm I must be pretty good at it. Mm-hmm. And well, are you are you do you, well, do you work off then, instinct? But then again <laughs> I, I enjoy sex as well and I've had some terrible reports on that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, do you work off of instinct as a dad, just your intuition? You know what I mean? It's just yeah, like, this is I what think, I feel. I think so. Yeah. I think, you know, you, you sort of, that's the only way to do it. There's no, there's no, uh, what I was about to say, there's no right or wrong way. There are right and wrong ways, but like there's, sure. there's, there's things, there's things in life. You got to make judgment calls with, with, you know, if, 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 if something's going to hurt them or something's going to be a good activity for them, you know, you can't, you can't put them in too much cotton wool. You've got to let them get scrapes on their knees and stuff like that. And that really hurts you when you see them fall over. You push the bike out for the first time and they fall off the bike, but you know it's, mm-hmm. a, necess- mm-hmm. you know it's a necessary evil for them to mature. And, and I think often the mother's well, – in my case, the mother of my child, she, she doesn't want him to get hurt in any way, so she never lets him venture out in any way. You know what I mean? So you have to be, mm-hmm. a bit, you have to be sometimes a, a, a bit of a prick in that aspect 
where you've got to do the tougher things, you know. Well, in my case, yeah. that's what's happened. Yeah, yeah. And do you do you find yourself trying to be, you know, raise your kids similarly how you were raised, or do you avoid? Oh it? no, you, no, you know, no, no, I mean? no. I I do the opposite. I try to. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't want him turning out like me. That's the uh, I, I I have. I have an exact template of how I, I would like him to be, and it's the opposite of me. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> because you've talked about, you know, there's a lot of stuff on record and easy for him to find about you talking about the way you grew up or different stuff you've done or whatever. Yeah, you if, if you talk about taking drugs or you talk about having sex with women or whatever it is, you know, and you do all that stuff in your 20s, you talk about it on stage in your 20s and your 30s, and, and you never think you're going to have a bloody kid. And then you have a kid and you're like, fuck, there's a lot of, there's a lot of information out there that I wish my child never knew about me, that I could just lie mm -hmm. to him and then just say, oh, I never did anything like this. Oh, you're an idiot. You know what I mean? Because there's that whole thing that nobody in the world knows you better than your parents. And that in many ways, they hardly know you at all. And your friends know you better than everybody else because they've done partying with you and stuff like that. And Neither side, you, your friends have never seen you cry because some girl upset you, but your mum might have. You know what I mean? Your mum might have mm -hmm. seen you cry. Your mum's never seen you smoke weed, but your friends have. And so they're the only the two groups that really know the whole person apart from you. I don't know if I answered anything right there. I think I just no, rambled. No, 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 but, 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 it, but it's interesting what you say about your kids sort of looking back at your life and, you know, learning certain things about you through your stand-up and through just your public persona, right? But yeah. at the same time, I don't think it's gonna, it's a, it, it will affect him or her or your children because they grow up with you. They know who you are. You've set the tone, you know? It's not like it's going to yeah. be a surprise, you know? Yeah, yeah, no, no, it won't. It won't be. It won't. I don't think it'll be a surprise. And also, also, he goes to school with, like, all the kids he goes to school with are like famous. Have got famous parents and stuff like that. And like some of the kids he goes to school with are like famous rock stars that have they've had way more documented wild times than I have. So it's like, yeah. you know, right? what are you going to do? <laughs> I guess the silver lining, and, and we've kind of asked every guest this during this whole pandemic thing or whatever, is the time you've been able to spend at home. And for a, for a traveling, working comedian, and you do so many other things. I mean, that's what you said. Yeah. You didn't, maybe you didn't read enough to him early. Maybe you didn't do this. But now you've, I guess there are no excuses now is what I'm getting. Yeah, what I'm yeah getting. And, and, and also it's like I, I spent a lot of quality time with him before, but I – I won't say I took the easy route out, but it is very easy. Just like, what should we do today? We'll go to Disneyland. That's easy. And mm. and and the kid thinks you're a wonderful parent, all that sort of stuff. And we'll go see a sporting game. There's things. We'll go to the Dodgers. We'll go to Disneyland. We'll go to the Trampoline World Park. We'll go to, you know what I mean? There was all these things that I could just rattle off and do. And now yep. I felt like during COVID, I've had to become more inventive with the activities that I've done with him, yeah. you know? And so I think that has actually brought us closer together because we've really sort of tried to do things, you know. Like I, we, I, I brought art supplies and we've done art together, which I, we I'd never done with him before, you know, painted and stuff like that. And we tried to do it together. And we, I taught him how to play golf because it was like a socially distancing sport that you could play. Mm -hmm. And I, I probably wouldn't have done that before until he was like 12 or something, you know what I mean? So there's little things that I got a bit more inventive with that I think brought us closer together. Yeah, I remember when I got That's divorced, great. my boss at Fox, who I also considered like a second dad, said, 
don't be the Disneyland dad actually said that phrase mm-hmm. to me. And I, and it, there yeah. was some, that, there was some truth to that. It's like when you show up, you know, then you're going to, you know, all these magical places, just be dad. And, and yeah. I know it's there's, true. There's value. It's, it's in a that. great, it's a great point. And by the way, it's, it's not easy. You know what I mean? Like there's so many times where you have to peel yourself off the couch or from whatever it is that you're doing to then engage and actually create something for your kids during this time. You know, now when you're in it, you, you find the joy in it, but getting to that point right. is not easy sometimes. Cause you're like, Oh fuck, man, I just don't want to deal with this shit. I just don't want to do it right now. You know, but that's part of being a dad, I guess is, is, is that. He, he was getting a bit couch potato are you with me, you know what I mean? And I remember thinking, all right, the two of us have got to move, you know? <laughs> right. The whole idea of limiting screen time, I'm like, forget yeah, yeah, yeah. that. We, we, we were like, we were like oh, we I, I, I'm like, we're going for a ride. We're getting on our bikes and we're going for a ride. Yeah. And it's like, yeah. it's like I didn't want to go for a ride. I had to force yeah. myself to go for a ride because it was the right thing yeah. to do. And then you hope yeah. that you'll enjoy it. Oh, that's great, man. Well, it's been. Does a your pleasure, dad have man. a relationship with your with your son? I mean, or do, I mean, I mean yeah, away, yeah. They, they, like? my 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 dad. We spent the three months out here, and so they spent a lot of time together then and then. But my father speaks to him on Facetime about, you know, about once a week. My father spends, mm-hmm. you know, my my. It's it's mostly my son showing off his different Hot Wheels cars, or you know what I mean, going. And this one's yeah. got a red stripe, and he comes up and show, my dad. <laughs> right. My dad sits there. <laughs> But I'd sit there going, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. And, yeah. you know, and then my father chats about what prostitutes he's seen that week and then they right. call it a day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's awesome. only, hey, your dad's only hanging out with the ones that look like they probably don't have COVID. <laughs> probably. Uh, I, well, I just want to touch on one more thing. Just when you when he actually came you know, to, to the States after your mom passed and went on tour with you. Mm. Was that just another tour or was there something special about him being there like uh, he never has before? Yeah, you know? it, it was, it was, yeah, it was special. Yeah. It was really special because, you know, it's, it's one thing for him to come and see me do shows in Sydney and he comes out to the shows and then, you know, I go back to my hotel that, but it's another thing for him to do the traveling with you. And, and, and it was a, it was an experience that I think a lot of Australians, wouldn't have of America. Like people come to America and they go to maybe Miami, New York and Los Angeles, maybe. And then, the, you know, the, the majority of people, right? Uh, but then we were doing like, we had a weekend in Denver and then we had a weekend in Arizona. And so he was seeing, he was, he was meeting what I think was real Americans. You know, he was going to places where people were still excited to meet an Australian person, you know, so he felt a bit more exotic. I I, mm. I I think that's uh, that's maybe a more fun way to do it than to do the normal places, you know. Yeah. So he's meeting. Uh, he's meeting people. I I just contend that this country is made up of so many good people that you just don't even hear about anymore. It's like it's just all the negative, all the nasty, all the cancel, all the and th- th- this country is just. Filled with great people. Oh, we, we, we constantly say that, that we're more divided now than we've ever been. No, I think most of us are moderates. I think the far left and the far right are more divided, but most of us can see the good in each other. Yep. Most, of mm-hmm. us, most of us can see that, like, you know, I, I can understand why certain people in rural areas are more 
Republican and, and then people who live in places like San Francisco are more Democrat. I understand why that has happened that way, but I don't think that means that one group's better than the other, you know. But then, mm-hmm. of course, the extreme on either side, in my opinion, isn't, isn't a good way to be either. So, you know, but, but, but yeah, we have more in common than we have different, I believe. Yeah, I think I think that's a really nice thing to say, and I think you're correct. And and I also think the extremes on either sides are the loudest voices, and those yeah. are the ones that we all hear, and that's yeah. the problem as well. And and know? then and they're not the majority; they just feel like the majority. A, a woman just walked past. You know, there's a woman in your house, right? You know, that's that's yeah, that's that's I, that's, 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 that's I think that's my wife. <laughs> oh, good, good. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking at the beginning of the podcast about how uh, he would pawn his wife off in an indecent oh no yeah we had we we just got onto this topic of the indecent proposal the movie and if we would actually go through with that and i said 100 percent. if she's okay with it if someone wants to pay pay us five million dollars in cash and you have to go spend a night with the man what if it's jim jeffries and aaron falls in love with jim and now your five million dollars has brought you oliver loneliness for the rest of your life i I trust that she's not going to you know i trust that she's not going to fall in love the movie was only a million dollars you've given a lot of money inflation there right it was yes, only a million yes dollars. i yeah. did certainly and, 90s. And, i did and i gotta be honest with you i have a million dollars so <laughs> <laughs> there it is google google you can google aaron bartlett and then just text aaron me bartlett that's his wife aaron yeah. Hudson yeah. and uh, she yeah, and then, digs Australian accents. Know. She would not want you to lose yeah. your Australian accent. <laughs> right, right. Aaron Bartlett. I'm all over it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> all right, one question, then we'll get out of here. We ask this to everyone. Um, so, if if it's a two parter, right? Right. So you're thinking about your you're thinking about your dad and who he is. Mm. If there was one thing. One thing that you're proud of that you have taken from him, him, you know, genetically or even just a mindset, what is that thing? And if there's one thing that you've inherited that you just wish you could that you would do you could do without, that you just wish you weren't that much like your father, what would it be? Mm, um, well, I, I, I'm proud of that. I, you know, I wish I could give you a, a, a nicer th- word like integrity or something like that. But the thing I'm most proud I'm proud of about my father, uh, picking up from my father is his sense of humor. It's like my yeah. father's sense of humor, man. Like, like without that, I'd have nothing, you know? So that mm. really, that really uh, was a great gift that my father gave me. Um, mm. uh, and then what I wish I was less like, um, <laughs> you know, I've, uh god I, you know my old man's a bit of a perv i probably i wish i was less like that like like my dad like back in the 80s if there was a movie that had a bit of tits on it you know and he heard me and my brothers watching it he would rush out like we used to we, we were once when we were kids we were we were watching labyrinth you know the kids movie with all the oh, yeah. with all the puppets right yeah. And so me, me and my brothers in unison, we all looked at each other and went, oh, check out the tits. Oh, wow. Like that, right? And then it, my dad just came out of the woodwork, like just out of nowhere. He went, what are you? He went, what are you watching here? What are you watching? And he watched Labyrinth all the way to the end. And then, like, obviously nothing happened. You know, it's Labyrinth. And then, and, then, and then he was so upset that he missed out. He goes, we all went up to play. He goes, rewind it back to the beginning. I missed the beginning. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs>
That is, uh, that's kids that know their pop. That's good. I like it. Oh, yeah. There's nothing more disturbing than walking in on your dad watching porn, hardcore or softcore. I've never seen my dad watch porn. My, uh, my, my dad, thank God, he can't f- figure out how to work a computer. He just has a couple of magazines out in the garage that he's had since the 70s. These, right. uh, they've done uh, yeah. the good old days. Yeah. 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 All right, Jim. God love right. you. Thanks for Lads, doing what you do. I, I appreciate you having me on the show. I had a good time. Thank you Thanks. very much. So yeah. did we. Thanks, <laughs> thank man. you very much, Jim. Thanks, man. Thanks, lads.